Hi, this is the Seattle Mama Doc Podcast, and I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to perfect how we pull off parenthood, and often we may not feel good enough. I'm here to help you face these challenges head on, and today I have Dr. Heather Henna, who's a pediatrician in primary care practice and also carries the distinctive honor of being mother to twin daughters, Samantha and Penelope Born on different days. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> nice to have you here. Um, so she carries this great and profound expertise of both being a trained pediatrician and having the practical experience of raising these girls at the same time. Even though we're born on different days, they were born within what minutes or how long? Thirty apart? minutes. Thirty minutes apart. Right. Over so um, lots of work on your hands, and you are very familiar um, with the challenges associated with feeding multiples. So let's start at the very beginning. I mean, first and foremost, you and I know, I mean, your girls were born at term, but so many times parents to multiples have their babies early because of good grief. There's like a lot of babies in that one uterus. Um, They typically and often have a higher risk of coming out early. And so feeding is more complicated at baseline for multiples because anytime a baby's born early, you know, babies basically gain their subcutaneous fat predominantly in the third trimester in utero. So if they come out early, it just means they're a little bit behind. So they have higher, um, some of, they have higher nutritional needs, they have higher fat needs, they have higher protein needs, and they even have higher like calcium and magnesium needs, right? right? So, so, Premature formula is different. Mm -hmm. And so that being said, breast milk often needs to be fortified, too, if babies are born early, right? Absolutely. So talk a little bit about what that means and how you think of it as a pediatrician advising parents to multiples on nutritional needs, birth weight, and and what that means from fortification. Yeah. Well, I think that it's really important when you have multiples to find a provider that you connect with and that is able to see you at regular intervals because we know. Say that that again. I mean, what does that mean to you? Like, because I. Well, it definitely depends on how early your baby was. It depends on what their birth weight was, what their, you know, NICU graduation birth weight was, what they come out of the hospital using for their nutrition. But we know that checking in at regular intervals, sometimes you can just be sent out and, and feel like, okay, I've, I've just got to do this. Somebody told me that I'm supposed to give my babies this fortification and I don't understand why. You have all these ideals when you're pregnant, right? You have your plans that I'm going to breastfeed my babies or I'm, you know, going to do these different things and at first that might not be possible, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that it isn't eventually possible. And I think that it's important to make sure your baby's growing well because unless your baby was born very low birth weight, less than 1500 grams, which isn't most twins, mm-hmm. you can start to do more breastfeeding or start to do more um, at the breast. So, and yes, I think one of the things the that Dr. Hennis is talking about, right, is that, you know, we all have, I think, so many of us go into it wanting to exclusively breastfeed a baby. And when a baby's born prematurely sometimes, moms have to express milk and then add what's called human milk fortifier that plumps it up. So standard breast milk is 20 calories per ounce. And, you know, when babies are born prematurely, uh, specifically when they're born under 1,500 grams, right. which we're talking three and a half, four pound baby, so really early and small, they just don't gain enough weight because they have high metabolic needs and they don't have that fat that they would have gained if they were in utero longer. So they'll need formula and or um, human breast milk formula or fortifier added to breast milk to make it 22 or even 24, 24 calories for yeah. every ounce. 
But I think to Dr. Hannah's point is that, that that's a kind of a no-brainer when your baby's under 1,500 grams. But there's maybe a little bit more leeway yeah. that you'll be able to put your multiple or your singleton, actually, to breast if your baby was born over 1,500 grams right. and, and think about kind of watching and, and making sure they're gaining what they need by going in more often yeah. rather than changing how you feed them. Right. And also, you know, remembering that maybe some of the – you can just do some bottles that are fortified because although it might not seem like a lot – if you compare a fortified bottle versus um, a human breast milk bottle or at the breast, it actually does have 20 to 30% more calcium and protein mm -hmm. and these things that we're missing from not being in utero during the third trimester yeah. as much. So t let's talk a little bit about, so so you'll, I mean, I think the longstanding pearl and point here that Dr. Hen is saying is make sure you find a pediatrician, nurse practitioner, or family doc mm -hmm. who is available to you to work with you so that you can reach your goals and let your babies thrive. Right. There isn't one perfect formula and I mean equation, on how you feed a baby if they're over, born over 1,500 grams. So it may be that you even feed one multiple one way mm -hmm. and feed the other one a different way or mm -hmm. that you do put your baby to breast and then when there, anytime there is a bottle of express breast milk, that's the stuff that you fortify and you don't have to fortify in between that. Um, okay, let's talk about the practicalities of mom's breastfeeding multiples and how we yeah. can improve success there. What yeah. are some tips that you can provide? Well, I think one thing that's important for if you are bottle feeding or breastfeeding is to feed your babies at the same time. Okay. In order to, again, be well rested, to be sane, to not be feeding babies every minute of the day. Because uh -huh. a lot of people get... feel like they're just at service to their oh, baby. Right. Their baby right. cries. They only feed a baby when they're crying. You don't wake a sleeping baby. Not true when it comes to multiples. Because no. yeah. you're caring for a whole family now. Right. 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 So kind of the golden rule with multiples is when one baby wakes up to feed, you wake the other baby. And feed that baby at the yes. same time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my husband loved it. He thought it was the cutest thing in the world to go <laughs> and to wake that sleeping baby and see all their little stretches. And um, it's not as traumatic as you fear it might be. And uh, it gets so you're them just onto shaping a routine together. A, you're, yeah, you're yep. shaping a routine. Exactly. It's not so much that you're disrupting one of the newborn's patterns. You're just huh. saying, hey, babies typically feed at similar intervals. Mm -hmm. We're going to, as best we can, shape their demand right. for feeding around the same time. Right. And that's particularly in those first couple of weeks to months. As they get older, it becomes clear that, you know, especially if you have fraternal twins, one maybe needs a little bit more sleep and you know that they're going to sleep for 30 minutes more. That's okay. But in those first weeks of life. Yeah. Where you're feeding baby, every two to three yes. hours, three to four hours every exactly. night time. So the it practicality the there time. is that you're, typically your advice is to feed the babies at, a, at the exact same time. So yes. it, and talk about the differences between bottle and breastfeeding and how you pull that off. Yeah. Well, I think to make either successful using um, a large twin breastfeeding pillow, it's a little bit bigger than the typical singleton pillows that you yeah. might find. Um, it works great for nursing or bottle feeding. So dad can use the pillow if he's feeding dad or the can, other partner who's not nursing yes. can use that pillow. And a lot of, um, in my early experience when I was just pregnant with twins and talking about, you know, breastfeeding and how, how do you go about doing this, uh, not a lot of moms that I met had success with tandem feeding, but I actually, we found that. Means. So tandem feeding, yeah, I know. Historically, it's, some people might hear that and they, they might think. They're thinking tandem that, bike. Yeah. That's our yeah. first, uh, that's my first visual, like, you know, association. Yeah. It means feeding both of the babies at the breast at the same time. Right. So typically using the football hold if you're using that pillow. Yeah. So their feet are kind of pointing imagine, towards your so back. Football hold is like, imagine carrying a baby. I'm like doing it. You can't see me. But imagine carrying a baby under like your left arm like you'd carry a football if you yeah. were walking down the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and using that pillow to help support their little bodies and heads yep. and um, doing that at the same time, it, it's a huge time saver. Yep. When a, a lot of recommendations say, you know, wait, wait until they get a little stronger, till they get a little bit um, more experience at the breast. 
we were lucky at the UW. We had a lactation consultant who started us in the hospital yeah. doing tandem feeds, which actually really surprised me. Mm. But she was like, no, why not? She taught my husband how to help get the other baby um, to the breast. Uh-huh. Yep. And then we did. We had great success with that. The thing that I would remind moms, if it doesn't happen in the first week, the second week, the first month, Try okay again. Yeah, yeah, try again. Yeah, try again. Try again. Your, your babies Nothing is are final. always changing and <laughs> yeah. growing. Yeah. And, you know, from day to day. And so if it didn't work before, that doesn't mean you can't um, try again later. Yeah. And we joke that it's so fun to, like, eat together as a family. Oh, why wouldn't we feed them at this time? At the yeah. Same time? It's like we the like golden rule of pediatric eating in general <laughs> right. is that you should always be eating together as a family. You're saying start really early. And one little asterisk to this, I would say, is that sometimes multiples are born with really different needs. So mm-hmm. one baby will be born literally a pound or two or more different than another baby. So one maybe, you know, needs to have a different interval. So these are just general guidelines for right. well, healthy multiples without significant, you know, additional feeds, bolus feeds, or and or, you know, different mm-hmm. nutritional needs that sometimes will happen. Um, And as a reminder, you know, babies born prematurely, in addition to some of the protein and and mineral needs we talked about, also um, are at risk for something called anemia of prematurity. So we typically will, you know, make sure, too, that they're being supplemented with iron or a vitamin um, because of some of those unique needs. And that's just another thing that you're kind of adding on in addition to adding typically vitamin D into the diet in the newborn time. Um, Talk a little bit about, like, uh, something I liked you chatting about um, was the sleep, feed, play, sleep model. What's that? Yeah. So as a pediatrician, we know in general when we talk to families about how to teach their babies how to sleep, how Mm -hmm. do you, you know, some people talk about sleep training. There's a lot of different opinions about how do you do that for your child. But if you don't get into the habit of always having your baby fall asleep with the breast or fall asleep with the bottle or fall asleep with you rocking them, but have your baby go into their safe sleep environment tired but awake, Mm -hmm. they will start to learn how to put themselves back to sleep. And so we used the... This is in the ideal parenting world when you're not so totally exhausted and your baby falls asleep and then you transfer them because that's just what happens. But just to be clear. And and in the first few weeks of life, of course, your baby's going to fall asleep at the breast. The goal is to try and get your baby to wake up to Uh, eat, eat, right? So I mean, at first, like, yes, of course. But yeah, Yeah. when when you're thinking about after six weeks. Yeah. Um, And so we would, our girls would wake, we would feed, yep. and then we would play, and yep. then we would look for their sleepy cues. Yep. And, you know, that's, the truth is the same for singletons. Slow blinks, yep. you know, <laughs> staring off into space. <laughs> Crying is a really late cue. Yeah. That's when they're kind of hysterical, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so that trying even to catch it As they get that. older and as infants get older, they're rubbing the eyes. But not mm-hmm. all babies do that. Some babies just go kind of ballistic, right? And they're like, but you've usually missed the mm-hmm. sleepy cues right. that way. Right. Yeah, so I, I love that too. So I think what you're saying as we kind of tie up the feeding with multiples is thinking carefully around using feeding as part of a routine that also feeds and breeds really good sleep routine. Because in the multiple worlds, that's really exquisitely and maybe even more important because of how disruptive it can be to have two kids um, have with these unique kind of newborn needs. So bottom bottom line here is find yourself a care provider who can help you in the early time with multiples. Make sure you've got really frequent check-ins around weight gain. You know, feeding multiples can be more complicated and can be, I think, more intimidating for Mm -hmm. breastfeeding moms and even, you know, supplementing and formula feeding parents of just making sure you're doing it right so that babies are growing. Don't be hesitant to go in every week, even if your baby wasn't in the NICU, to get a weight check and find 
find a partner pediatrician or family doc to help support you do that. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think in addition then that allows you some flexibility with not having black and white rules. If your baby was born over 1,500 grams, you have some flexibility. You may or may not need fortification. You may be able to put your child to tandem breast um, and, and, and or you may not. You may need to be using you know higher dense calorie formula or premature based formula and or using a human milk fortifier. So it's not unusual that you'll need that after multiples because babies are at risk for being born prematurely, but it may not also be essential or exquisitely important. So work with your pediatrician on a, on a plan that way. And then just some tips from Dr. Hannah really around making sure you get one of those nursing pillows that facilitates feeding babies at the same time. That's if you're a partner who's nursing or a partner who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really thinking carefully about how does your feeding schedule, waking the other multiple at the time that the first one wakes up to feed, even if it seems kind of wrong or anti-intuitive, that right. getting them on a schedule and shaping their demand for feeding really might be salvation to you thriving and having your family eat as a family so that you sleep as a family too. And then lastly, the sleep, feed, play, and then sleep. Not letting babies always, particularly as they get older, the rule of thumb I usually say is by a month, really you got to at least a few times a day be putting your baby down for a nap or for the end of sleep, not falling asleep in your arms so that they're just learning how to self-soothe and get themselves off to sleep. Mm Parents can do this. Absolutely. They can thrive. Moms can make enough milk to feed two babies. That's the other thing. So just a reminder, most moms can make enough milk to feed two babies at once, which is nuts to me. Yeah. Um, You might need up to 1,500 extra calories yourself per day. Yeah. So it's a lot of eating and drinking. Yeah, that's which is awesome. Yay. Yeah. 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 But you're going to need help and support, (laughs) right? Like a pit crew that's like corny that way. All right. Um, You know, thank you, Dr. Henna, for joining us in (laughs) feeding multiple successfully. I think the bottom line here is feed them at the same time and know that you can make a plan if you can ensure that your babies are gaining appropriately that may not be perfectly textbook. The reality is parenting is such a high stakes job, but the good news is you've got this. Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful and what you want to learn more about. Reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc, on my Facebook, Seattle Mama Doc, or at SeattleMamaDoc.com. Tell me what you want to learn. Tell me if you want to join me and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from.